Hi, this is Jeremy Brown with Geist Interactive. Today I bring you episode three of FileMaker Origin Stories. There are thousands of FileMaker developers using the Claris FileMaker platform every day. That means there are thousands of origin stories. While the origin stories have similar paths, each one brings a unique spin on the journey, from discovering the application on a computer to answering an email. Each story is worth sharing. In this episode, we feature three FileMaker developers whose stories are quite different. You'll hear my separate conversations with... Bryn Berenshausen. I'm in Mebane, North Carolina, which is outside the Raleigh-Durham area. Hi, I am Jason Krieger, and I'm an application developer at Geist Interactive. I'm Lisette Wilson. I'm the CEO of Informing Designs. Bryn, Jason, and Lizette share their unique FileMaker origin stories. As you listen today, think of how your own story is similar to or different from theirs. I begin our interview by asking each one how they got into FileMaker. I leave it pretty open just to see what they say on their own. Let's first hear the places they were in just before they discovered this platform. First, Bryn. Uh, so about five and a half years ago, I um, got hired at the company that I currently work for uh, called Kalisher as the first in-house full-time uh, IT person. Um, and I was hired to administer the network and computers and servers. Next, Jason. Well, I was hired back in 1992 to um, work on a mailing list for a regional consortium of educators uh, in technology. That's actually the name of it. It was all about getting technology into the classroom. They were really focused on pioneer Laserdisc players that had serial ports on them. Control those with hypercard stacks. You know, that's kind of intimidating to a bunch of uh, teachers in the early 90s, you know, who may or may not have a computer or may or may not know someone who has a computer. So every year they had a conference in Southwest Missouri. They needed someone to organize the mailing list. I happened to finally get a reference through the temporary agency uh, that I was working through. And they said, oh, well, you know about computers, don't you? Yes. So I ended up there. Did they did they have FileMaker there at the time or they were in looking at it and, and wanting you to build something? Um, they had it already, but um, the, the single person in the office didn't uh, know how to use it. You know, she looked at it and she she needed an assistant to come in and um, handle that for her. Next, Lizette. Late 90s, I was a, a tech support, phone support at Apple, and I used, we had some form we had to fill out in FileMaker that was pretty rare. I maybe filled it out two or three times in the six months I was there. And when I left, and was I did not like being yelled at by people for um, things I was trying to help them fix. And, wow. and so I was, uh, there was, um, this was before Steve Jobs came back, so it was not a happy time. And Bryn, Jason, and Lizette all started a new job that was using FileMaker in some way. And, oh, by the way, we have this FileMaker database. Would be great if you could learn <laughs> a little bit about that and poke around, maybe be able to add some things to it. I asked Bryn if he'd ever seen FileMaker before. Jason had, so too had Lizette. I actually had. The, the job I had previously, I was... Um, 
the one count, uh, county courthouse system that we did consulting for had a f- small FileMaker solution for one department and they had a FileMaker server. So I didn't use it. I didn't manage the database. I, the only thing I did was provide the server to um, the consulting company that they had, but I knew it was out there. So um, it wasn't completely alien, but I had never actually used it myself. You're, you said your business, they have FileMaker. Were they using it for something or did you just build something on your own for yourself? Yeah, so they had a database that they uh, were using oh. for some uh, basic project management um, and quoting uh, order management kind of things. Um, was someone managing and, and developing on that existing project management database? Yeah, so Lyant, uh had built it oh. and was doing a couple um, additional uh, pieces that uh, components that um, came online right shortly after I started. Uh, so okay. they were still doing some of the um, database additions to it, but it was, it was very, um, it wasn't, you know, daily development. It was larger Mm -hmm. projects here and there. Jason's new job involved using the established system. You know, we had contact lists for all of the schools in Southwest Missouri, Northwest Arkansas, you know, the Ozarks there, the Northwest part of the Ozarks. And, uh, we sent out mailings so initially, it would send out a, you know mailings and flyers, that kind of thing. We would print out the address labels on a dot matrix printer from a form-fed box of address labels you know, that had 2,000 mm-hmm. mailing labels in it. So uh, that was my first introduction to um, print layouts, and it was really, really powerful. We mailed all of them through a partner school. And uh, I had to learn all the bulk mailing procedures, the rules and, you know, how sorting worked. And I had to learn how many of each three digit prefix counted as its own bag and, uh, you know, how how all of the postal services bulk mail rules work. So um, that was really, you know, that was a great introduction to, uh, you know, getting reports and sorting and, you know, that kind of stuff. Lizette, too, used the established system, but uh, there were problems. Uh, about three months into that job, I, a mistake I made in the first month came back. To, to like, we were putting up promotions on things, and this was when the it, it actually got put on promotion, and I'd made a, a typo, just wrong product code, and was looking... Um, got into a little bit more then because I didn't want to make the mistake again. The The... My boss was very nice, but it could have cost our company thousands of dollars. And so I looked, learned a bit more, got into scripting and trying to find ways to keep myself from making mistakes that were costly mm-hmm. and um, kept kept going from there. And then about a year or two after that, there was a, a project I had a couple times a year. We This was uh, someone, we had distributor pricing for natural food products in there and we would get a spreadsheet from just we had like three or four distributors at the time get this spreadsheet with all the pricing in it for the items that we had in our database and I kind of wanted to I was doing it by hand and you it was just mind-numbing you you couldn't see you know after after about an hour you it was so easy to get off by a line and looking these things up. And so I built a tool that would allow me to synchronize pricing from the spreadsheet, um, to import the spreadsheet, match up 
UPCs and update the pricing and item codes and note what was discontinued and all of that and took what had been, you know, a process that was like at least a day per distributor on average, depending on the number of their products to just like an hour of, and with it just running and um, didn't know enough to know that what I had just done was really hard. You said you were entering data and it was mind numbing and that's when you caused a mistake. Yes, so I transposed you, numbers. <laughs> yeah. So you you took that idea that oh I made this mistake because this part of the this data entry process is mind numbing and it takes forever, and you you built a system that you that you found out afterwards was hard, but you built a process to enter all of the product codes in you know in an hour versus a couple of days or whatever, right? Right. You know, trying to not have the <laughs> the mind numbing parts of it, you know, to make that right. go faster um, right. and, and be more accurate. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. it, it got it much quicker, much more accurate. And um, you know, I'll, I'll throw into that job. I was hired part-time like 20 hours a week and found out a couple of months in that the person before me was full-time and felt mm-hmm. a little less over, you know, like, well, okay, I shouldn't mm-hmm. be able to get all done in half the time, but it was also, that was a driving force to figure out how to do some of it faster and and eliminate keystrokes, time. Bryn, Jason, and Lizette learned to use FileMaker in different ways. Bryn started right out by building his own system. Development by building my own solution instead of diving right into the production. For Bryn also, the established system provided a way to learn. And then was able to kind of look through the different database layout structures and scripts and figure out how to build off of some some good uh, foundation that uh, Salian Consulting had provided by building the initial database for our company. I think it was pretty simple to figure out. I remember, I, I still vividly remember the first thing I had to do was add an additional uh, field to a layout that was being exported to a, a PDF that would get printed or, or, or emailed. And um, I learned how to, you know, turn on the grids and view the, the points so that things lined up properly. And I remember getting that added and saved and in a matter of minutes having that done and was just like, wow, this is awesome. Um, and from there, just started uh, being able to take little requests to add or tweak things. Um, and that just kind of got me hooked. And from there, uh, decided that I was going to build my own database uh, for my tech stuff instead of just an Excel spreadsheet, which is what I had done in the past. So um, it was it was really an, a, an immediate uh, kind of hook to get in and get started. Bryn learned some of the, quote, normal ways as well. Looking through the different uh, options, all the different functions, um, Google was obviously a huge resource and finding the FileMaker community was a goldmine for looking up, you know, what a function, what different functions do, how to uh, perform different uh, things that every, everyone has had to find one way or another um, and has posted about on the community um, and being able to post questions and get answers from all the experts that are out there. Um, that was a mm-hmm. big help. Um, I didn't do any like online learning classes or any official like you know formal structure. It was really just an ad hoc kind of search and find uh, on the internet kind of thing. Jason, he learned in a way that I've never heard of before. 
I learned actually on a Mac Classic using FileMaker Pro version 2, there was a training series of beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And um, it came with a, a spiral bound notebook with the examples in it and uh, example files on floppy disk. And it was guided through cassette tapes. So you'd put the cassette in, press play, and it would guide you through it and say, okay, well, this is what a field is. This is what a layout object is. This is how to make something bold. And um, so I just worked through that in the first four or five days and uh, realized, you know, my experience dealing with databases previously, you know, was nothing like FileMaker. Lizette had to learn. She didn't know FileMaker before she started the job. So she poured over all the resources she could find. That, that was there where, where we were at the time. And, you know, learned enough more that by the time I ended up getting the job and starting, I was, I was comfortable with some basics. If you can recall back then, was it easy to pick up, even though, you know, you had never seen FileMaker before? Was yes. It, was it I mean, pretty easy the, to get to? A lot of the basics were, I learned a lot just from those books and, you know, the old, um, oh, what was it? There was a, I joined something early too, but it wasn't the, a precursor to, um, to the community, you know, way, way back. And I would, I would, I just lurked there for the most okay. part, uh, learned some things there, but then I started spending every other vacation going to DevCon. Uh -huh. uh, but, but I found it really easy to pick up the, the part where it got, a little more challenging was what I got at DevCon because uh, that was just learning uh, database structure. You know, the scripting layouts, that all was, was really easy. It was learning how, how things should have been set up since this was built in version two. Uh, what I started with, it wasn't truly relational in all places. Uh -huh. uh, it, it had some places where there were repeating fields used in lieu of line items because there right. hadn't been line items when that section was built. So some the other thing I ended up learning a lot as a result of that was how to transition from really bad code uh -huh. to to better structured code, and that's something I've been able to take advantage of um, over the years because I'm you know I can see something someone built homegrown and know how we get it to a better structure. Lizette's path into FileMaker went an interesting route. You mentioned that you were hired to do the data entry, um, but you ended up doing development on that same system. Is that correct? I did, yes. Yeah, okay. And, and you were building it for you, right? Were yes. you the only one using it? or other? There were other people using it, but I was the, the caretaker. Okay. Um, we had a few other users in the office, and they had limited things they knew how to do. They, okay. they were more looking stuff up, occasionally generating a form out of it um, to, to take to a certain you know, grocery store or something that needed to see. Uh, things, but we, they would come up with ideas and then I would find ways to, to really expand what it did. But I ended up selling that to other people. Uh, it, it was a small group of people here in Austin that had these companies that were uh, essentially natural foods brokers. They went between the distributors, the manufacturers and the stores and would help get product placed. And there were a couple more small companies like that here in town. They all had the same FileMaker database built in version two or so by this one guy who was no longer around. And I had great bosses and they let me um, go through and, and sell that tool that updated the pricing to everybody because they all had the same problem. 
Once in the FileMaker platform, Bryn, Jason, and Lizette stayed in the platform. They made it their career. Um, we've consulted with Saliant on a few larger projects, but for the most part, all the development of our in-house application, um, I've taken care of for the past uh, four okay. or five years. And um, that is used by over 100 people every day um, and is in constant development. And actually, we're in the process of recreating the entire solution from the ground up because after six or seven years of using a solution and it being bolted on here and there and our <laughs> business model changing dramatically over that same time period, we're at a point where we need to strip it back down to the basics and, and, um, and rebuild. So that's what we're in the process of doing. That's cool. And uh, how much of your day uh, is, is, is FileMaker development and I guess the the obvious the obvious question is, did the ratio of other stuff to FileMaker development change over your the course of your job your years? Yeah, so uh, it absolutely has. When I started, I was doing about seventy five percent IT admin stuff, maybe even more, and twenty five percent, maybe a little less FileMaker admin, and it is completely flipped now where the majority of my job is database administration, FileMaker development, um, working on our, on our app. Uh, you know, I still administer our servers and our network, um, and, and phones and a couple other things, but my associate is able to handle the computers and the day-to-day -day IT support stuff so that I can focus on the, the development of our, of our app, um, which is so integral to our business at this point. So I would say between 75 and 85% of my time is spent on FileMaker development. That's awesome. And you don't miss the other stuff that you used to do? Um, I mean, thankfully, I'm still able to spend some time doing that. I enjoy working with the network, you know, managing the network switches and wireless and firewalls, phones, things like that, servers. Um, but, you know, there's only so much of that that you have to do. So it's, it's enough to keep me satisfied and happy. Um, I have worked uh, a bunch of technical jobs uh, in theater, you know, as a laser technician, as lighting technician, you know, that kind of thing for um, shows, uh, mostly bigger, you know, mega spectacular kind of things. Every single job that I had before I became a full-time FileMaker developer had tons of data that needed reports done and no easy way to do it. You know, and um, I've been saying for decades, a spreadsheet is not a database, uh, despite the number of people that think that they are, you know, and then wonder why you can't get a good report out of it or would try and use, you know, oh, well, access comes with the computer. So let's try and use that, you know, when they would be struggling to get a report up and running, you know, after two days worth of work, it would take literally five minutes in FileMaker and boom, there it is. So you, you sold this this solution to, you said three other companies or two other companies, right? Yeah, two others. What did you do after that? Did you start your own company then or did well, you go through? Sort of, yeah, when I, when I sold it to them, okay. I started my own company kind of on the side and was still working full time for the first place. In a rare and advantageous arrangement, Lizette's boss let her continue to develop databases for others. As long as I wasn't giving out her customized workflows, 
yeah. you know, but I was, I was free to help anybody else with stuff. So, you know, I couldn't say, well, this is how they do it. It was more that, you know, there are a lot of forms that would be necessary uh, for one of our, a couple of our grocery chains or, you know, for Whole Foods, you, you have uh-huh. to present things in a certain way. So it was just going around and putting the same form in everybody's database sometimes yeah. or building okay. these processes to um, automate things. And so that was, that was fine. And then as, as that started building up and I had more of it, she was gracious and let me just slow. I went to four days a week, then three days a week. And when it, when it got down to where I I was struggling to do those three days a week and all the FileMaker work I had at that point, I, I quit working for her and uh, just went out on my own and had, you know, mostly still in that same industry. Uh, okay. for, for for the first part of it. And then um, around FileMaker 7, one of the bigger groups in that, in that industry got bought by somebody else. They started going national. They needed to have something that worked with people in a lot of different locations. And, and that wasn't a strong suit for, for FileMaker right then. And the investment to go to 7 and rewrite a whole bunch of stuff, they just, they ended up deciding over time to go with, something with a MySQL backend and, and some some other web-based front end, but it took them three years to pull that off. So I was okay. still keeping FileMaker up to date until they could get that going. And I still talk to those people sometimes and was told they were told at a point they had to quit um, talking about what FileMaker was able to do because they weren't getting it back. I like to ask folks what makes their work fulfilling? What makes them excited about having the power to solve problems in FileMaker? Yeah, so when I can create something for um, my users and they say, oh, this is immediately better. This is mm-hmm. this will change my life, change my, my workflow. This will, will change how I do my job. That is very satisfying. Um, you know, there are times where FileMaker can be slow for some people. And when you figure out a solution uh, that that speeds things up and they're like, this will be this will, this is a game changer. That's it, it's so worth it. All the, the nice. frust, frustration and uh, that can come with development at times. Uh, it's all worth it. The aha moment for me was when the bulk mailing inspector was walking through his frustrations slash learning, teaching me how to do it properly. And I saw that uh, the rates for mailing went down dramatically if you printed out the PostNet barcode. So I thought, oh, well, you know, that's text and that's probably a font and that's probably a calculation. So I called out to FileMaker and uh, talked to one of the tech support folks out there. They may have sent me a copy of the PostNet barcode. I don't remember where we got it, um, but uh, you know, I found out that it was more than just you know printing out the numbers, you know, or the zip code. Uh, there's a checksum digit at the end. So you know, as I was working through it, I had my uh, rolled up piece of thermal fax paper that had their instructions that they'd sent to me. Got it running, got it laid out, met everything, took sample labels to the guy, and you know that cut our bulk mailing cost. I think from eleven cents each down to four and a half or something. And that was the the first time where I looked at uh, FileMaker and it's like you know with a little bit of effort this thing can save people and companies tons of money. Yeah, yeah. That was, I used to get bored in jobs um, where it was the same thing. Right. over and over 
every day. Yeah. And by having a mix of customers, you know, you learn a lot about different industries. And th there are things that everybody has in common. They all have their own clients and customers. But there's so many things that are different uh, yeah. from what you're working on day to day. And, okay. you know, FileMaker itself changing. Nice. And, of course, it's always interesting to hear what they're working on right now. Lizette, Jason, and Bryn have very different responses. Well, I transitioned a few years ago into hiring people, and so now have developers. And, and it's a mix of my, my role has changed a bit. I don't get to do as much coding as I used to, uh, but when I, you know, it, it's, it's more targeted. And we as a group in, in informing designs right now are learning better FM better forms um, okay. and getting, you know, kind of moving more that and uh, any sort of web integration. I know I'm hitting your sweet spot here, but we, we're just JavaScript stuff. We, <laughs> we are starting to play around with it, you know, more and more. We, That's great. we have, you know, Dayback and Maps and other things all in, in a lot of these databases, and and are now integrating with other thir other APIs. Uh, keeping me thinking, or up at night, or both. One of the key things whenever you are a theater technician is knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, the my employers um, over the years have paid a lot of money to get me to realize what you know and what you don't know and the consequences going outside your lane. You know, you may know how to hang a light fixture. You know, I've hung thousands of tons of gear over the heads of the unsuspecting public. But if you make a, if you make a change that isn't within the standards or isn't authorized by someone who is a legally competent entity to tell you that change is fine, uh, you know, it can result in injury, death, you know, that kind of stuff. It's really easy in FileMaker to learn a certain way of doing things, and that's how you do it. And, you know, you can try stuff, but, uh, you know, it may not be the best path to go down. And so um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things through the um, experience of everyone here, you know, that, um, you know, oh yeah, we've been down that particular path several times. So this is why you don't want to do that, you know, so. Yeah, the the uh, rebuild is definitely uh, consuming um, a lot of my time um, right now. And what I'm, I'm excited about some of the uh, features that are going to be upcoming in FileMaker that will allow us to really uh, improve the app uh, functionality even more. Um, so I'm, I'm keeping my eye out on that stuff, uh, but it's, it's just trying to figure out new techniques and, uh, and better ways of, of doing what we're already doing, but making it more efficient, more uh, faster for the users. Um, that's all, that's the constant challenge. As we wrap up the interviews with our guests today, I want to share some additional details from each of them. Bryn came to the platform with already a set of skills. I asked him how those prepared him for a career in FileMaker. Hmm. So my previous job really um, didn't have any kind of database administration uh, in it, but it uh, was doing consulting for um, different school districts. And doing that, I had to be able to figure out a lot of stuff on my own without um, always going to 
uh, colleagues or uh, my boss and saying, hey, you know, how do I do this? So uh, getting that experience of being able to knowing how to research things and, and deduce things and find them out for myself um, was a big help. Um, aside from that, the only thing uh, before this job would have been a single database admin class that I had in college that kind of introduced me to relational databases and you know understanding tables and fields and keys. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. As Jason was learning, he attended DevCon and was introduced to the wide range of FileMaker developers out there. The guy behind me, I looked down his badge and I'm like, oh, Wizards of the Coast. Cool. You know, so <laughs> we started talking about it and he's like, yeah, I'm an art director, but, you know, I happen to know a little FileMaker and now I'm the FileMaker guy. You know, this is a guy who was the art director for Dungeons and Dragons, the fifth edition. <laughs> and... You know, so we're talking about everything that we do with, you know, fireworks and dungeons and dragons and magic, the gathering and the guy in front of us, you know, was a doctor from India who was putting his hospital's records onto the server and walking, you know, so he was using eye beacons. So that when he walked into a, a patient's room, it would automatically pull up the patient's medical history. And we're like... Oh, you know. And Lizette wishes that she could work in FileMaker for free. Money. If the world didn't run on money, I could live off of finding out I saved people time because it's so valuable. It, it lets you do so much else. Bryn, Jason, and Lizette are FileMaker developers, and they actually came to the platform in very similar ways. It all had to do with a job they had just started. Bryn got a job working as an IT person with FileMaker on the side. He had seen the platform before, but only in passing. Soon it became FileMaker with IT on the side. Jason got assigned a job of, to create mailing lists, and he found that using FileMaker to print the barcodes saved the company a lot of money. Lizette may have overstated her abilities at the beginning, but she quickly learned the platform and solved many problems, including boredom, using the platform. Luckily, there's a good resolution to her story. <laughs> well, and I will say, I'm still friends with one of the women I interviewed with. I, I see her from time to time and we laugh about it because I told her years later that I lied about, that I had, you know, did not know anywhere near as much as I said I did about that. And she actually was like, I never knew. I mean, you just like, you came in and you could do it. We, we never, <laughs> we never knew. So I just managed to learn enough by the time I was actually doing it that they didn't know, I didn't know. <laughs> Their stories show just some of the diverse ways people chose the Claris FileMaker platform. We appreciate their openness and their time. There's still room for more stories, so reach out at info at geistinteractive.com and offer to share your Claris FileMaker origin story. Stay tuned next week for more FileMaker origin stories. We will feature three more developers who came to the platform in different ways and have surprising and interesting stories. Talk with you next week.